0: Welcome back to part two of our sit down with Perez Hilton. We're going to talk about Madonna, that kiss with John Mayer, Brittany, Rihanna, Beyonce. We've got so much to get into with Perez. But if you haven't heard our part one, we're talking about his new book, TMI, My Life and Scandal. So before you listen to this, check out our part one sit down with Perez Hilton. And now part two. What about in the book you talk about making out with John Mayer? How has that come about? Have you talked have, to him since?
1: I have spoken to John Mayer since we made out that New Year's Eve many years ago, but we haven't spoken in a long time. And, um, and like, how does that you just kissed? With tongue for a good solid four plus minutes, maybe five minutes around that. Uh, he, a couple of years after that, did um, uh, a, a set where he was doing stand up comedy. And he confirmed that that happened. There's video of this on YouTube where he was talking about me and him making out. And he said that he just wanted to out Perez Perez. Do you understand? You know that expression? Yeah. Like, he just wanted to fuck with me. Um, And I think for the the period of time after that, that we would hang out and that we were friendly, it was more of just a combination of him being curious about me, because he's a very curious person, and also maybe just hanging out with me because I was an it girl all the time.
0: That was one of my more favorite stories in the book. What about Britney? You talk about how you filmed a video with her and then you ran into her and you felt like she didn't even she doesn't know who you are.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh or you know I, I don't know. I I I I was on the the circus tour. I, I did this video that was part of the opening montage and after that, I ran into her at a Grammys after party, and I don't think she knew who I was, but that's fine because she was still polite. And then I saw her in Vegas a few years after that, and then she, she knew me then, or pretended to, and she brought me on stage and tied me up and walked me around and was lovely. Um, I wish her the best. It's, it's another... Kanye or Amanda Bynes' situation. All these concerned fans, it's wonderful that they're concerned, but nobody really knows what's going on except Britney and her family and her doctors.
0: How do you feel about, like, the Free Britney movement?
1: I guess it's fine. I mean, but it isn't at the same time because some people take it too far. Some hardcore fans that send threats to people affiliated with Britney, that's not acceptable. Being concerned for her, absolutely fine. Heck, if you even wanna show up outside of court and protest, go for it. But doxing people, sending death threats or other kinds of threats and harassing those family members of hers or team members. Like, I don't think that's cool. Yeah, that and she's, repe- a- she's repeatedly said, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: beautiful. about, yeah, she has. What about Gaga? I mean, you guys were friends. You had a public breakup. So like, was that hard to?
1: It was very hard um, It was very hard because I thought that we were gonna be friends forever. That's how close we were. I would call her my wifey. It was more than just friends. She was my wife in my mind. Um, And then when I was betrayed by her, I had to second guess everything and question, was she using me the whole time? Was what we had real? You know, I'm sure some people are curious, like, could we ever make up? Like, anything is possible, but I don't see it happening. You know, Madonna and Rupert Everett never reconciled. (laughs) They were kind of the original Gaga and Perez.
0: (laughs) They were, and no, they have not.
1: I'm open to it, but she doesn't have anything to gain out of it now. Like, I don't know. uh, uh, And actually not only that, like, she doesn't need me. And if we were to be friends again, she would always have her guard up because she would always be concerned that I can't be trusted or this or that or the other. I don't even know what. So uh, if we could be friends again, that's up to her. I don't really have any desire to. I would love to one day just sit down and talk because it was and still continues to be so hurtful to me how she behaved towards me and that she really thought I was out to get her which is so bizarre because I was her biggest cheerleader I was her biggest fan and her friend but I get it at the time she was an it girl and not only an it girl but like ginormous mega-it girl, one of the biggest of all time. And fame, as she talked about in, in, in her album, The Fame Monster, it can be really toxic, and it poisoned her. And she isn't working with or affiliated with most of the people from that era of her career. Her former creative director, Lori Ann Gibson, no longer a part of her team. Her other creative director, Matt Williams, no longer a part of her team. Her former manager, Troy Carter, no longer a part of her team. You know, that's fine. People change teams, but then other people don't and they keep the same people, especially like a manager. Um, but I I wish her well and I still here in my bedroom have one of the platinum plaques that she gifted me. Wow.
0: I mean, do you think it was fame? Like, that's what it was? Fame changed her?
1: Absolutely. It was fame and also, you know, whatever else she was doing at the time in terms of drugs and alcohol and pills. And then do you feel she
0: used you to kind of, Get that fame? Like, do you feel that? And do you feel that, yes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because in 2008, when she started, I was already very well known. And she yeah. was totally unknown.
0: And do you feel that way? Because to me, you really helped, like, Katy Perry, Adele. Like, to me, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I feel you kind of put those two on the map as well.
1: I have my Adele plaque on the other side of my room over there, underneath the Amy Winehouse one. Um, Yeah, you know, I've always been passionate about music and helping artists and sharing their talent with the world. Um, It's hard to maintain friendships with people when they become mega stars and you have to talk about them. But with Katie and with Adele, both of them, while I'm not friends with either of them anymore, we never had a falling out like I did with Katie, like I did with Gaga. It just, you know, became difficult and awkward and uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah.
0: And then like, would you ever try to explain to them like, you know? this is my job and when i'm not at work it's it's whatever confidential like we're it's couldn't they separate the two like do you ever i mean i imagine that happens a lot
1: um we never really had a conversation like that um but they knew who i was (laughs) and the thing is like if both if all three, if Gaga and Adele and Katie, if none of them would have ended up becoming famous, I would have still been their friend. You know, one of my best celebrity friends is the singer Jewel. And I think the reason being is I don't really talk about her. (laughs) You know, Jewel is not an it girl anymore, but she had an incredibly successful career right um, if jewel and i were friends in the late 90s very early 2000s it might have been a different scenario because i made i may have been talking about her a lot then and dating sean penn or whatever it is and um it, it might have been more difficult but i came into her life after that initial burst of mega success and it, it, it you know, it's, it's easier to be friends with people like that.
0: Do you feel that now, like if you meet up-and-comers? Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week tracking down the top bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day that causes me stress it causes me anxiety i'm not even getting to the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship so i needed somewhere to turn and for me i turned to better help i love better help because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home what they do is they match you with a licensed therapist Maybe you don't meet up and comers that like, okay, is this person using me?
1: No, in fact, I still meet a lot of up and comers, and I just am so busy that I don't even try to be their friend. And it's not going to be, I'm not going to be their friend. I'm not going to go out with any of these people. But, and like, I love seeing them go and be successful. Like, two of my little proteges have gone on and done very well over the last. Year and two years, uh, Alec Benjamin, this phenomenal singer, and Kim Petras, both of them, Alec Benjamin and Kim Petras, repeatedly entered this these competitions that I used to have. It was called "Can You Sing," and I used to have these these cover contests on my website. And I've, been, I've invited both of them to my backyard to perform, and. I love to give them advice and mentor them, and they've gone and done very well. But I'm not hitting up Kim or Alec asking them to come over and hang out or whatever, because I've also got three kids, you know? I'm a dad, and that's really what takes up most of my time. You're busy.
0: All right, so let's talk My Queen, let's talk Madonna. You've hung out with her, Sticky and Sweet tour, You've hung out with her in New York City. How is Madonna to hang out with? Like, I I can't even imagine.
1: She's probably everything you would expect her to be. She's Madonna. Um, She is She's like family to me, meaning I love, celebrate, and accept her for who she is, flaws and all. I see her as a human and not some idealized version of a person that I would like her to be. She has, to me, to me, the the best catalog in pop music. And while I'm so grateful that I've met her many times and had those childhood dreams come true, I'm also incredibly sad and disappointed to see what she's become, what she's turned into, what she does, what she says, how she treats her fans. And I call it like I see it. I'm not, fr- I'm not gonna bite my tongue. I can say, I think that what this, this thing that Madonna does is lame. I think that thing that Madonna does is dangerous. And I'll still love her. And she'll still always be my number one artist of all time. And a huge source of inspiration for me. But I'm not gonna pretend everything she says or does is amazing. (laughs) hydrangeas, it's not all roses. And all
0: these people who are like criticizing her like about her social media.
1: A lot of it is warranted. A lot of it is warranted. You know, she's been Madonna for so long that she has lost all sense of reality. She's lived in this 1% upper, 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 upper echelon bubble, not even 1%, the 1% of the 1%. And her brain has changed as the longer she's been in that.
0: I would imagine like you can have anything you want. Like no one's going to say no ever.
1: Yeah. People are afraid to say no to her, even her management team or her collaborators or whomever. Like if she's in the studio and she's got an idea that she thinks is great. Oh my God. I've got the best lyric idea. If you're somebody that's working with Madonna, you might be afraid to say, no, those lyrics are shit. What are you talking about? you're probably not gonna tell Madonna those lyrics are shit but you need that you need people to be honest with you
0: did you see the Madame X tour
1: no no I wanted to but I couldn't get tickets I tried to get my free tickets like I had for the previous tours and whatever uh, Reasons may be uh, her manager was a little flaky and I emailed twice. I didn't feel the need to email a third time asking for tickets and I didn't want to go badly enough to pay a couple hundred bucks. Did you go to the concert? The wait is over. That's right. A season
0: five of the Kardashians is here. And nobody, nobody was sending me free tickets. <laughs> it's just, I'm like you, she's my number one. And like, I, I would imagine what she's like is everything that I'm thinking. Like, to your point, but like, I just.
1: And also, like, I just knew I wouldn't have enjoyed the show that much. Like, I, she told us it was going to be 70% the new album. I didn't, want 70% the new album. I'm t- I know that's what she does, but I'm tired of that. Like, she can do that every other tour or every few tours, but every once in a while, you got to give people a reinvention tour. Every once in a while, you got to give people 50-50 or something like that. Um, and also, like, let's be real. Like, her voice is shit these days. And she uses tons of backing track and tons of auto-tune.
0: I don't even know if comeback is the right word, but like do you
1: ever think she could? She, does, she could not because she doesn't want to. If she wanted a comeback, she could have it. But in order to have a comeback, she needs to be a people pleaser and never in her career, maybe with the exception of the Reinvention Tour, has she been a people pleaser? Madonna's always been a Madonna pleaser and always doing what she wants to do. If she all of a sudden were to do a Vegas residency, giving people the hits, that would elevate her career again, and her her cachet, and people would love that. They would love it. She could have a Vegas residency at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, the 18,000-seat venue there. It yeah. could be the biggest residency in Vegas history, but she will never do it. She said that. I've spoken to her manager about it. She won't do it.
0: And with all these celebrities who do meet and greets, even Cher does meet and greets in Vegas. I mean, that will never happen. Just- no. And then you compare like a Madonna to a Cher. How do you feel about Cher? Do you know Cher?
1: Yes, I've met her many times. But it's disappointing because you look at somebody like Celine Dion. Celine has done a phenomenal job of maintaining her legacy. And even Mariah Carey, though it's been a roller coaster of a ride, with ups and downs. Celine has done it more effortlessly. Mariah's still got a ton of shit happening and really is doing it right finally. Like she just released this EP of a live her 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 live debut. So her first album songs and um She's revisiting the past and doing and doing, and releasing old remic, uh, remixes to old songs and, and giving her fans what they want, which is not what Madonna does. Madonna does not want... Madonna fucking shows up three hours late to a show. Bitch, that's just rude and disrespectful. Especially when you already moved the start time to 10 p.m., and then especially if it's during the week and people aren't getting out of your show till one in the fucking morning, your fans are old as fuck now. They don't want to be on a, at a show on a Tuesday night at one in the morning. They've got kids or a job and they've got to wake up at 6.30 in the morning. It's no,
0: just, it's... When I went one a bunch of the nights, like people not in the know, like us... A, couldn't believe it, and B, like the couple next to me one night left at like 10 something, they're just like, this hasn't started yet? Like, are you kidding? We have to go back to Connecticut from New York. And I'm like, you didn't read, like you don't know how this works? Like this is, this is gonna be over at 2 a.m. tonight, so.
1: But I you- still love her, even, love. Though, even though I feel like she takes her fans for granted a lot. That sucks to say.
0: I mean, I think that's a good line. Like you said, Madonna's the Madonna pleaser. I would agree with that. Yeah. What about, and then we'll wrap up, and three more questions, I promise. Like, you were in a Rihanna video. What was that like?
1: It was nerve-wracking at first because Rihanna is also somebody that I was friendly with. And back in the day, I used to do things that I don't do anymore, including publishing leaked nudes. Rihanna had her leak back in the day, and I published that. And then after the fact, several years later, somebody on Rihanna's team hit me up asking me if I would be in the s and music video. And I said, is this the director's idea, or is, it, is Rihanna okay with it? And they said, no. It was Rihanna's idea and she's definitely okay with it and she could not have been lovelier on set that day i was just supposed to be in one scene the one where she ties uh, she walks me around she ties she puts me on a leash and walks me around like her dog then they asked me to be in a second scene with all of the queens from drag race and they tied me up on the chair and it's one of the highlights of my career i was in a rihanna music video
0: that's pretty major
1: it was the number one song, too, s m
0: What about Beyonce? I've
1: met her twice, and she was lovely. I mean, so,
0: you know, as you start your book, you say, you know, you were overweight when you were young. You know, you were having, you know, you were gay. You weren't out. It was a different time. Like, do you ever look back now? I mean, like, look at the things. This is, and everyone listening, this is all in the book. Like, we're just scratching the surface. Like, I mean, look at your life. Like, do you ever... I mean, I know it's easier, these are all, you're a normal person, like we've just talked about, but like, do you ever look at your life of like, what? Like, what is my
1: life? That is also what keeps me going. So there's a few things, right? I work because I need to work, because I don't have my FU money in the bank, but I also work because I love it. And because I'm selfish, If I retired right now and then took my kids out of private school and sent them to public school.
0: That would be the first thing you'd have to do, yes. Yeah.
1: If I retired right now and took my kids out of their private school and sent them to public school, I probably might be okay for the rest of my life. But what would happen then when all of my kids graduate high school and are their own independent selves and adults? If when they're all 18 plus, if I wanted to start working again, if I took a 10 plus year break, it would be impossible. Everybody would have forgotten about me, would stop caring, and I couldn't do it. So I work because I have to and because I want to and because it makes me happy and because I've done so much and I haven't worked as hard as I have for the last 16 years to not keep going, to to just put an end to it yet not even yet never i i want to be like joan rivers i want to work forever working keeps you young especially if it makes you happy if it's something that you love it's not work i mean get don't get me wrong i would love i would love a tv show just because the freedom that that would give me it would give me a little bit more um, of a safety net, kind of like I can get, I can be sure that every year or month or season or whatever, I'm going to make X amount of dollars. Now there's so much stress and anxiety and pressure because I'll have some good months and some bad months and, oh, this month I need to dip into my savings and what the F or, oh, then the next month, like, wow, I, I got asked to be on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, Australia, and I wasn't expecting that money, and that was great, so that's awesome. Um, But it would be nice to have a regular job, like a sitcom, or a talk show, or being a judge on America's Got Talent, or whatever it might be, because then I could go on vacation for a week, or two weeks, really wild out, and not feel the need to be working, which I, the last vacation I had was in January. When I went to film, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, Australia in the jungle. And I was trapped in a box of snakes and had a bungee jump and all these crazy, and I had to eat cow testicles and all the most disgusting things. But that felt like a vacation to me because I didn't have to be glued to my cell phone or my laptop.
0: And I imagine it's harder today, right? Or is it easier? Oh, it's it
1: harder. Much harder. Because now it's not just about the website, it's about everything as a whole. You know, it's about the website, it's about my podcast, which if you enjoyed me on here, you can listen to the Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or directly at perezpodcast.com. It's about the website, it's about the podcast, it's about YouTube, it's about Instagram, it's about TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. It's about all of it. And, And also, like, not ignoring any one thing. Like, for example, I thought Snapchat was dead. And over the last three months, my Snapchat has exploded. I've gained hundreds of thousands of followers on Snapchat. I'm like, why? What? Where did that, like... I guess Snapchat's not dead. Okay. You know, it's about keeping the hustle going. You know, a lot of these kids that are the influencers of the day, they're lazy as fuck. They put in the most minimal effort. And just because they have abs and are sexy or this or can dance, they're having all these followers that, if there is not substance, if there is not a magnetic personality, if people aren't invested in you as a person, that's not going to last.
0: I would agree with that. And then finally, you've met all these people. Do you have like a list? Do you have a wish list of like, these are the people I want to interview, I want to speak to? Like who's on your list of just people you want to meet, even if it's for like a drink?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I've met, almost everybody that I've wanted to meet, but the two people that I have yet to, you know, I've met Madonna, I've met Oprah, I've met everybody, but I have not met Angelina Jolie. And I think one of the reasons why is because she's a recluse, like not a recluse, but she's a homebody. She doesn't go out. She's got six kids, so she's at home with the kids. Um, so I'd love to meet Angelina, and I would love to meet Queen Elizabeth.
0: Those are good ones. And finally, with everything you're doing, what's next? Do you have, other than the TV show, like, what is next for Perez? Like,
1: Well, I'm excited to hopefully announce this partnership with the Fitness, <laughs> the fitness Game Changer. Um, and I'm working on a few other things with my new business-minded manager. Because really the goal is, and I should have done this a long ass time ago. The goal is to set myself up to have passive income every month where I'm just making money and I don't have to do anything. I'm not there, but that's the goal. That is the goal. Or like even to be like Bethany. Actually, I messaged Bethany Frankel the other day because I enjoy her salad dressings so I was giving her some feedback (laughs) but she's like the goal man like she's making so much money she doesn't need that she doesn't need to be on the housewives she's making so much money with her skinny girl brand
0: did Bethany get back to you
1: she did she was lovely I'm glad that she and I have made amends because we uh have have had our very public disagreements in the past. I was even a storyline on Housewives for announcing her pregnancy before she did. And I have apologized to her for that, both publicly and privately. And that's something that I don't do anymore. And um, yeah, it's wild. Everything that I've done, it's wild to me that I've got a book out. I, I don't think it'll do very well. I don't You don't? It. I thought no. it was
0: great. It was a great no. book.
1: I know it's great, but I don't think it's going to do very well. <laughs> but I don't care if it does well. I don't care if it makes it on the New York Times bestseller list because like Joan Rivers taught me, it's not just about saying yes to things, it's about being smart and strategic and reinventing and releasing the autobiography is another way of reinventing and getting your name out there, doing media, being on your podcast, doing that TV show, being interviewed by that newspaper or whatever it may be. You know, it keeps the relevancy going and it just is invaluable. Or even last year, in November or December of 2019, I released a stupid song. I knew my song wasn't going to do well, but it was just about having another piece of content out there. It was called OK Boomer. I released a song called OK Boomer, which is really fun. Yeah.
0: Where would you release that?
1: On YouTube. Actually, no. It's also on Apple Music and Spotify if you want to stream it. I make some sense. <laughs>
0: some I'm gonna stream that. I'm gonna stream it. Yes,
1: <laughs> it's fun. I, I I I um I've released a few songs throughout my career. Huh. Um, that one is one of my favorites. My other iconic single is called "My Penis," which was a collaboration with Larry T. And how uh, that I... came, you know, actually, I I I have so much material like. I, there's definitely a part two of a book of my, of my, of my memoir that I could do or, or different things. Maybe I could do the health and wellness book now. But so many of the things that I've done in my career, I've done because I manifested them. I, I pulled it out of people. The song My Penis with Larry T. came to be because he had this song with Amanda Lepore called My Pussy. And I love, do you know that Amanda Lepore song, My Pussy?
0: I love Amanda Lepore.
1: Yeah, I love that song. So I said to Larry T, I need to do the the, the opposite. I need to do my penis. And he's like, I love that idea. Let's do it. Or, um, you know, the year before last, Tyra Banks did a sequel to that Disney Channel movie, Life Size. And I hit up Tyra and I said, I want to be in this. And she said, sure. And I, was, I, mean, I wish everything was as easy as that. Not everything is, but it, it goes to show you the power of the ask. When you ask people for something, it's powerful. And people are, I think, good-natured and most of the time wanting to help others and inclined to say yes. If they can.
0: Interesting.
1: You gotta ask for more things. Universe, let's make that TV show happen. Seriously. Or even, you know, I'd love to turn my podcast into a five day a week thing. Some, something bigger than what it is now. You just need
0: to clone yourself because I don't know how you would, you know.
1: Uh, I, I'd find a way. I've got that, I, don't, I don't get much sleep.
0: I think, I don't know. I, I think the book is going to, I mean, all these stories that we just talked about, a lot of them are in the book. Like, plus, like, I think, who doesn't want to hear about all of those stories?
1: Well, thank you. You're very kind. I, I'm serious. I I'm not am, just saying that. Oh, I'm very proud of it. I, I did the audio version recently. So I went into the studio to record that and it was my first time with the material in a while and reading it out loud, I got emotional and excited and it was the roller coaster for me, but also I was just so proud of it because it really is good and it is me and it's my story and it's my parents' story and it's my kids' story and it's the story of a very specific moment in time, this decade of pop culture explosion and renaissance, really. Uh, Social media and the internet made celebrity news mainstream news. CNN and all these other outlets now cover celebrity stories and celebrity news like hard hitting traditional news because People want to see it. And at the end of the day, it's about money. It's about ratings. It's about views and readership. And it's about all that. You know, when I started, the celebrity magazines didn't even use their websites for celebrity news. It was only to get subscriptions. Go to people.com right now to sign up for the magazine. Go to usweekly.com to sign up for the magazine. Things have changed so much. but there's only one Perez and nobody, nobody else is me. And I am still important. I give people me and things that they don't get anywhere else.
0: I agree. Everyone needs to read this book, TMI, My Life Scandal. It is truly amazing. Where can we find you? We have to listen to your podcast. Everyone needs to listen to your podcast, which is also great.
1: Thank you. I'm everywhere. I, like I said, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, ah, there's nowhere I'm not. I love it all. My podcast. Um, yeah, I'm on. The, are you on the TikTok?
0: I know you've had your issues with TikTok. I can't, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do, it's like, I can't get into it.
1: You gotta get on there, or at least the I know,
0: show. I know. You gotta
1: have a show TikTok.
0: It really helps, post, huh?
1: You gotta post clips from the show on there.
0: I mean, I'm on YouTube, like, I just feel for me, Instagram is my number one thing.
1: You but gotta I, be, you gotta be you everywhere. You gotta be
0: everywhere, I know. I mean, like, I'm because, on
1: Snapchat. Because if Instagram changes the algorithm, or whatever, like, Actually, Instagram, I think, has shadow banned me. I'm pissed. Over the last three months, I have grown. Because we're in an election year and because we're also in this corona year and a year of social upheaval, so much going on from the presidential race to coronavirus to Black Lives Matter and reform and all of that, the kinds of content that I've been sharing has changed from posting You know, videos of the protests and Karens to posting the stupidest thing that Donald Trump said today. That's really resonated with people because that matters. Whereas a lot of the other stuff that I talk about, it's kind of like going to McDonald's. You know what you're going to get. It's fun. It's easily digestible. They have salads at McDonald's, but nobody wants to go get a salad at McDonald's. You want a fucking Big Mac, super-sized french fries, a large Coke, and an apple pie, okay? Pretty much. The Kardashians provide escapism, and for many people, it's also aspirational, but Trump and the corona and Black Lives Matter, that's stuff that actually matters. So I've been sharing a lot of that content and my, my socials have exploded everywhere over the last three months. I've tripled my followers on TikTok, tripled. I went from under 300,000 to almost 900,000 now. But on Instagram, I've actually lost followers. It's the, I've gained everywhere and a lot. I've gained on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok but I've lost on Instagram. I think it's because I'm shadow banned, meaning they suppress my content. And also maybe I just had a lot of Karens following me. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, don't keep all your eggs in one basket. No, gotta- I don't.
0: I, TikTok is just, I've got, I mean, I diversify, but TikTok is just, I find it, I, I just, I haven't.
1: You gotta, gotta do th- it, man. It's I the future. It. It's not even the future, it's the now. it's not going it's not going away
0: i'm gonna have to listen we're we're in quarantine so now is the time for me to to finalize this will you look at can i take a screenshot of you right before you go so i can promote this when it comes out yeah you look fine that that's amazing i really appreciate your time the book is amazing everyone needs to follow you and listen thank you so much perez
1: thank you have a good one be well thank you all right bye bye anything else